This is The Basketball Show with Shane the Hammer Heel. What they gonna say next? Yes, it's all thanks to TCL2K and Bet with Joel. Joel and Hammer with you as always. Hammer, how are you going? Very well. Ready for a big week. The NBL starts. Lots happening in the NBA. And the WNBL as well. Now, we ran out of time last week, so mm. let's get straight in the spotlight. Well, the WNBL season tips off in just three days, nights, three days, nights time. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Thursday with Perth taking on Adelaide. Now, last season was seriously disrupted due to COVID. They played the bubble up in Queensland. No imports in the league. Oh, it was great. It was great. But it feels like it's going to another level this season. Oh, it does. I'm anxious. I'm a bit nervous, unsure, excited at the same time. We play Sunday, so young team. Just can't wait to get stuck in. No, really excited to see how they go. In terms of the league as a whole, who should we be looking out for? Who are the teams that are, are looking like they're going to be the biggest threat? So much more talent this year. It really is incredible. Uh, Melbourne Boomers, they've put together an unbelievable roster, and obviously with Ezzy and, and Kayla, but they've got two incredible um, imports coming back from the WNBA. Obviously, with Lindsay Allen, we've seen her before, um, but Tiffany Mitchell, she's a superstar, so they're going to be tough. And Perth. Perth have got like the number one pick in the WNBA from a few years ago with Jackie Young. Uh, Mabry's a superstar. I think she might have had a 30-point game in the WNBA. And word has it that Sammy Wickham's going to sign there as well. And if they do that, that's three guards that are absolute superstars in the WNBA. Yeah, well, Sammy Wickham basically is as good as any of the other imports, isn't she? But she comes in as an Aussie. She's incredible. The season she had last year, and I think we saw glimpses of it with the Opals. And, uh, you know, I love her game. They're going to be really tough. But then you look at teams like Townsville are going to be great again with Nicholson. Billings could be the number one import in the whole competition, I think. She's going to be a star. Uh, The big import. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Now, you guys are playing against Canberra on Sunday. They've also brought in a couple of imports. They're going to look quite different to what they did last year. Monique Sykes? She's a gun. She averaged about 10 points a game for LA in the WNBA. Um, So she's good, but she's also one of the top 10 defenders uh, in that league as well. So she's going to be tough and Griffin and and these girls. So they've won two out of the last three championships. So welcome to the league. You're playing against veterans and, you know, uh, it's going to be a good test for us. You mentioned Monique Billings as well up in Townsville. Really, like, complimentary player to someone like Lauren Nicholson who... Is, is the star up there, really. Um, what about some of the other Aussies? Steph Talbot, last season's MVP. Yeah. They're back. Well, and Alana Smith as well, back from the WNBA. Her first minutes in the WNBL. And they've got two WNBA point guards. A point guard and a big, two uh, imports. So, yeah, the, <laughs> everywhere you look, you just know that it's going to be a tough league. Even Bendigo last year didn't win a game. And then... You know, you put Leilani Mitchell in there and and some of those pickups and uh, every game's going to be really difficult to be able to win. So uh, we're ready for the challenge, though. Uh, I think we're selected to finish last. So only upwards for us. Well, exactly right. Uh, And by all all accounts, you've got some uh, secret weapons on your team. Who should the fans be looking out for from the Flames? Um, Well, Chelsea Dungey, she was a fifth pick in the draft, but young, inexperienced. And Stephanie Watts as well, I think she's going to be really good. Um, and we've got the, you know, the best rolling, you know. And the, be- and the best heel. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that? not hard. But uh, yeah, no, so they're, they're all good kids. They've worked really hard, been really positive environment and um, just can't wait to, to get out there. Really excited. Really excited for you, but really excited for, for everyone out there to see the WNBL and see just how good these players are. One of the best leagues in the world. It's going to be great. All right, time now for our TCL starting five. My run sheet, Hammer, says Cotton without Gleason. Go on, say what you think when you ask that question. I don't, don't even, just... I don't even know what that means. It what? means will Cotton be the same player as he was in the system from Trevor Gleason? And it's a really good question. Um, Cotton's, what? That's Cotton, not a good question. Of course, of course he is. No, Cotton is a superstar. He's the best player in the competition. But I tell you what Trevor Gleason did. He ran a system around Cotton... That was incredible. They were so well drilled. Um, he was the first priority. They didn't have it. They ran really good counters. And I'm not doubting that Cotton's going to be a superstar and potentially is there still any, the best player. Is there any indication so far in the preseason under Scott Morrison that Cotton is not going to excel in the way that play. he has? Well, so then you've got nothing to go on. No, it's a fair question. What it is is saying that there's been a system in place for a long time that I really respect. But if you Don't roll your eyes at me. If you haven't me. watched them, then how do you know that Sco... What did we say we're going to call him? Skoko? I don't know. Whatever. Um, hasn't got a system in place to still I didn't say that him. he hasn't got it. It's the biggest question of whether he's going to have that same system to make put around Cotton. Now, Cotton's a superstar. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a, I'm scrubbing it's a, out. No, that is a, a legitimate that. question. And we will see as the season goes on. Uh, I'm not sure that he will get as many easy points or be in the same system as what Trevor Gleeson created. All right, we'll, we'll see. see. I, I, I think... I, valid question. <laughs> okay. Fine. I just don't think that... <laughs> <laughs> don't okay. Know. Anyway, well, okay. Okay. Maybe you're we're, right. We're moving on. Um, LeBron James and the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, you you really love that system too, do you? Really? Well, that's a system that seriously has some issues. Okay, that's good. Um, how on earth do they get out of this rut that they're in, really? Oh, I just think they were doomed from the start because I think LeBron's brought some of his mates in that weren't good fits. I mean, I just didn't think Westbrook was going to be a fit for them. Uh, LeBron's such a high IQ player and Westbrook's not. And I just don't think that... With the age of what they've got, they've got rid of some players and some pieces to be able to build with. And this is, even though he's a superstar, he's not a GM. Leave the GM to be able to do their work. Yeah, recruit players that they want you to recruit, but don't build the team. And I don't think they get it's out. A, he's been doing that his whole career, though, and it's worked. To this extent? Maybe maybe not quite to this extent, but yes, he's, yeah. he's had a hand in... Like what? Uh, building Cleveland. Yep. I don't know. Okay, they're, what, 10 and 11 on the season they're playing today as well. I don't think they're completely doomed. I just, I just don't think the pieces they've got yeah. land enough to be able to win long term. No, fair enough. Um, you'd hate to see him go out badly, no. though. I'd well, he's not him... going to go out. I mean, he's still going to play for a few more years. True. So he'll, they'll rebuild. They'll have to shuffle, but they need to get some younger players in, in my mind. Um, let's bring it back to the NBL. JLA has had a pretty good preseason with Melbourne United. Yep. Do you think he's got what it takes to be a fully-fledged centre in the NBL this season? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think he showed that last year. I'm not really taking too much into the preseason and his numbers, but I think he showed last year. We know he's a, a score-first 
big. As soon as it goes in, it's very rarely coming back out. But he's got, <laughs> you know, skills, great skills to be able to play inside and out. He's got terrific length and athleticism. Um, and there's going to be a lot more opportunities for him. But he has to handle that as well. Um, without the big fella they lost to the NBA in Landale. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more schemes to be able to stop him as well. Yeah, no, very true. Although I must say um, Ariel Hakporti, who's coming in off the bench, the German next star, has been really, really impressive. I think that okay. those two will work quite quite well together and, and give mm. each other, you know, a little bit of rest at the same time. Uh, congratulations to the Adelaide 36ers. Pre-season Blitz Cup winners. Yeah, don't, don't worry about all that. I'm more happy for CJ. <laughs> Like CJ's, I'm happy. One that they've given him the job. He's done his time, yeah. uh, you know, his apprenticeship, and now the opportunity to be able to do it and have early success is great. I hope they continue to run with it. Um, I'm not sure they will. Five, but I'm five, happy for five him. wins in a row is obviously excellent. It's great for the confidence. I guess yep. you you question how they then react when they lose a game in the regular season. What happens to to the dynamic of the group? And yeah, as you say as these teams sort of get get serious. Well, and how much are people playing it? to win right now? You know, it's probably easier for a young or a, a new coach to go in and try and win everything, which he should. That's what he should do. But other teams probably aren't playing with that mentality that are more established. And, um, yeah, so question marks, no doubt. But it's still positive as well. Like winning breeds winning. So they'll, they'll take that confidence. I, well... I'm not sure they'll win in the first round, but yeah, <laughs> I quite I quite like Adelaide. Okay, I know we'll they, they weren't in to my the top. They weren't, like they weren't in my top four, and I've tipped against them. But <laughs> so, I'm just I'm just saying, like as right. an Adelaide fan, I'm I'm quietly confident. Todd Withers was okay. pretty impressive their last couple of preseason games. Yep. Dusty Hunters can shoot the lights out. Yeah. He'd uh, he'd give it to you, I reckon. From, <laughs> well, we'll see. I might have to. Um, I think we should have one of my sessions with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Finally, do you know the name Antonio Van Dunham? Well, I don't, but I know who we're talking about. <laughs> I love this bloke. He's great, isn't how, he? How the mop good. guy. The mop guy. He's, see, have a look. If you want passion and enthusiasm to do your job and do it well, take a leaf out of this bloke's book. So this went viral sort of over the past week, but the guy has been doing it for 22 How's years that for an exit? in African basketball. I love it. It's great. Combination of, of I guess, uh, mopping, dancing, a bit of gymnastics. He is living his best life. Yeah. I think we need to encourage our floor wipers, which I was when for the non-oil inspectors back in the day. Okay. But I certainly didn't have those. I would love to, I I would love to see you try and, getting out there. try and move like he does. And I didn't have the enthusiasm too, trying to be too cool. That guy's not. <laughs> I've just made myself laugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Glad you liked it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, this week, thanks to 2K, we are going in-depth with Boomer's Big Man and Illawarra Hawk, Duop Reith. Duop, thank you so much for joining us here on The Basketball Show. Now, obviously, your last preseason game was cancelled due to COVID, but you've had a couple under your belt now. How are you feeling ahead of the season? We're feeling good. Um, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, we're feeling good as a team so far with the two games that we had. Um, you know, we just want to work on ourselves right now. We just want to be the best that we can and get ready for the season. So, um, yeah, we're just excited. Again, we're just working on ourselves right now, um, especially the beginning of the season. We just want to make sure that we're coming in to the best, you know, to the best form that we can be in. 
Well, Duop, first of all, congratulations for your success uh, with the Boomers. We had Joe Ingalls on last week. We said the same. We were so proud of you guys. So well done on that. What's the biggest thing you learnt from Gorge during that campaign and now coming back with the Hawks? Um, the biggest thing that I really took from the whole Boomers campaign was just having high expectations, you know, um, and being able to live up to it, you know, and try to just set high expectations and just try to follow along with it. And um, and just seeing guys, especially like the older guys like Joe, Patty, and um, and Daly, just installing it to the team at an early stage that, you know, this is gold vibes only here. And um, our main objective is to win a gold medal. So seeing that from them and even seeing goals just emphasize that throughout the whole campaign was really, um, was really something that I just learned, you know, just try to just make sure you put them high expectations up there. Just very quickly before we move on, where do you keep your bronze medal? It's back in Perth. It's with, um, with my family. I think it's a safer place back there. Fair enough. Yeah. You're not going to lose it. We think we think uh, Gorge keeps him his in his bum bag, don't we? I think he did. <laughs> what was in that, by the way? He keeps, he keeps a lot in the, keeps a lot of stuff in there. Does he? Yeah. Oh. It's not a fashion statement. You didn't have a word to him? Say, come on, Gorge, cut it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fashion statement too. It looked good on him. Oh, okay. That's what I said last week. Thank you. Please. Outnumbered. Okay. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, uh, Dorp, it's obviously really uh, important or it's, a, it's an asset for a big like yourself to be able to be versatile and, and shoot from deep. Is that a part of your game that comes naturally or is it something that you've really had to focus on to, to make happen out there? Um, I think some of that just comes naturally. I've always been able to, uh, to be able to shoot the ball since coming up and, um, and learning how to play basketball. Uh, the lady that kind of just told me how to play basketball, she always just told me that, you know, you need a skill set, you need to be able to dribble, you need to be able to shoot, you know, you want to play for a long time. But so just growing up and learning that, I think it's just something that's been stuck with me since. Now, little birdie told me that uh, you like bowls and I thought, oh, there you go. I could see you on a Sunday afternoon with me, barefoot, a couple of beers as well. I could imagine Gorge doing the same thing. But then I learned it's 10 pin bowling, mate. Is that your game? Oh, yeah, bowling, yeah. Um, that's some very, I think I'm very good at it. Well, what, um, what's your high score? I can get up to like 160s, 170s on a, on a bad day. Right. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I've I, got I, no idea if I should be impressed by yeah. that. Is, is oh, that a I'm good impressed. score? <laughs> I don't know anything about bowling. Pretty good score. Okay. Yeah. Um, this season, tell me why you think you'll win the championship. Um, the reason why I think we could win the championship if. I just think that, first of all, I hope everybody stay healthy. We just got to stay healthy and um, and just try to just be the best team that we can be. If we do that, I think that the rest will take care of itself. Awesome, Duop. Well, best of luck for the season. We can't wait to see you guys out there. Don't beat up on my Adelaide 36ers this week too much, please. And hopefully we can get you on the show again soon. Definitely. See you guys soon. Good on you, mate. And, um, good luck. Yeah. Be good. Thank you. Breaking all the big news in basketball with Matt Logue. It is great to have Maddie in the studio with us this week as well. How are we? Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, it's, it's an honour. I know. This, this post-COVID world almost touch wood. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. I know. We'll get to that in a second. Um, now, the season hasn't even started. Mm. There is an import on ice already. Surely not. Yeah, I got a lot of messages about uh, this shush in my column this morning. Uh, it's created a few waves already and... We can reveal here on the basketball show that it's veteran New Zealand Breakers point guard Peyton Seaver. He has basically been told, your job's on the line, you've got to land your shots or 
he could be going home. So is this through, you know, just his form, lack of confidence, doesn't mm. really fit? And mm. do we think that this tap on the shoulder is after they've already got someone coming or they're close or... Well, as you know, Shane, I guess in, in most sports, like yeah. with imports, and if they're going to get rid of them, they need someone. Yep. I'm not sure where how far advanced it is, but my, the word that I'm getting, it, it it's definitely, it's a fair tap. It's, it's a fair warning that what we've seen so far in the, in the, in the Blitz from, from Peyton is, is, is not good enough. He's a guy that's, you know, he's won two championships in Europe, he came in, in, in Germany. High expectations. Yeah, huge expectations. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, he had a breakout game against the uh, Sydney Kings, 18 points. But against a New Zealand break, he was, he was on the court for, I'm oh, sorry, against a New Zealand break, against Melbourne United, rather. He was on the court for 19 minutes and ducky. Right, we'll so, and we'll six see. points in another game. So imports, yeah. they need more. We'll see how that one plays out. Uh, mm. Joe Chi has been over playing with China. Had yeah. a bit of an injury scare, though. Yeah, he had a big game for China. They, they smashed Japan, and, and Joe dominated. 24 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks. He was terrific, but he had a, fell awkwardly uh, and an ankle injury. Um, I know Phoenix staff were really nervous. They were yeah, shaking wow. your head. It's it's not good. Um, but I've spoken to the Phoenix uh, today and uh, Tommy Greer. He said, I was worried. He said, but he thinks he'll be okay for, for Saturday. Uh, that's if Saturday goes ahead at this point. Well, that's good news because he's going to be a star. Oh, yeah, he I really, I, he's huge. And, and you listen yeah. to someone like Brian Gorge and talk about Joe and how excited he is to have yeah. him in our league, given Gorge's China connections, and it's a huge boost for the league. Yeah. You alluded to it just then, the fact mm. that Saturday may not go ahead. Yeah. COVID's already causing havoc in the league. What can you tell us? Well, obviously, you know, we've seen with the, the, the negative test for, for, for the Illawarra Hawks, well, it's now progressed where Saturday's game between the New Zealand Breakers and the South East Melbourne Phoenix is in doubt because of COVID within the breakers ranks. Uh, Coach Dan Chamir and uh, another member, senior members of their travelling squad have picked up COVID. So wow. Confirmed. Um, confirmed. So yeah. it's that's huge news. The poor old NBL trying to start the season. And yeah. Matt Walsh, is, um, he's, his preference would be for that uh, game on Saturday to be delayed till next week until December 10. Watch this space. Uh, the NBL would be frantically working. It's a fair on case that. too, though, isn't it? Without yeah. your head coach you and think so. to be able to have some sort of movement to put that back, Absolutely. you think it'll happen? I think, I think it will. I think it yep. will. I think they'll just have to run with it. Um, yep. It would be hard to delay that game given things locked in. Um, we've seen you know, TV and and things like that, and I think assistant coaches will just have to just get on and do it. We've seen coaches wow. in the past during you know lockdown do their coaching via Zoom. So we've seen that with Scott Morrison at the Perth Wildcats. He had to do most of his pre-season via Zoom. So it sets a precedent though, doesn't it? Because oh. if a superstar, if Chris Golding can't play, then they just play on. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the worry. Um, let's keep things moving. Mm. You've caught up with one of Australia's mm. favourite sons, Matisse Thibault. Yeah, he was terrific. Um, it was 2am in the morning, Saturday morning Australian time, so I was a bit weary, but um, it was worth it. He, he's just so well-spoken and and passionate about um, his game and, and, and the Australian game. And he actually revealed that he's in the Boomers um, group chat. He's actually speaking to Dewop Reith, and we've seen Dewop on the show earlier. And, and he said it's just inspired him a bit. He goes, I'm actually going to take notice of the NBL this season. I want to see how Dewop goes. I want to see how Chris goes. I want to see how Nathan Sobey goes. And, he, and I said to him, mate, well, I know you've got a long time in the NBA to go. I said, but would you, would you come back here and, and play? And he, he said, if he comes back... The NBL's his first preference if he wants to play overseas once his NBA career is over. So I think that's 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 great. It's, it's a long way down the track, but it says a lot that yeah. you know people like Matisse Thybul are tuning into the NBL because there's invested interest not only for fans but.
for the players as well. Yep. Yeah, no, great. Uh, and before we let you go, mm. you have a, uh, a list of the top 20 players mm. in the NBA. We've been through this off camera. I already don't I like hope it. you've got thick skin, mate, because <laughs> you know people people are going to come for you everywhere. I'll be how, turning how the tough, DMs off How tomorrow. tough yeah. was that to put together? It's difficult because it's it's how do you judge it and it's it's multifaceted. So I'm judging it on players who are current, been in the league, players who are coming into the league. It's who are at the moment the best 20 players in the NBL, and it's a tough gig. And I'll cop it, but can, that's can, part of the fun. Can we have a little bit of a teaser? Who's the best player not in that top 20? You reckon you're going to cop it for? Probably Big Joe Lawal Achul. He's not. At, 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 he's not in the top 20, but I'm I'm confident with that. The okay. players ahead of him deserve to be there, but it's opinion. Can we talk about this again in good... three weeks' time? Yeah, we'll totally talk next disagree. week, and <laughs> yeah. I reckon we, I'll, you know, it'll cause good, good debate though, and that's what the NBL yeah. needs. It is time to go crystal gazing now as we look ahead to the first week of the NBL. We'll bring in Derek Rucker as we always do here on the Basketball Show. Derek, good to see you. Now it's the Jack Jumpers and Bullets up first. You've got 24 seconds on the shot clock. Who you got? Joe, this is pretty easy. They played in the preseason, and the Bullets had 24 turnovers in a game against the Jack Jumpers and still beat them easily by 10 points. So I know my, my State Bank Arena is going to be packed for this game, Shane, but all they can bank on is the Jack Jumpers taking home an L. Bullets by at least 15 in this one. Too much on the perimeter for the Jack Jumpers. Sobe and those guys are going to go to absolute work. I'd say that's the general consensus here as well. All right, Matty, coming to you with the next one. Wildcats hosting Adelaide. Yeah, Joe, I think your Adelaide 36ers, while they were good in the preseason, taking home the cup, I, I, I'm just not sure about this one. I think the Perth Wildcats, led by Bryce Cotton and Vic Law, I think that combination this year is going to be one of the best in the NBL, arguably the best one-two punch. And, and I think um, while Adelaide will be up for it and they'll be competitive, and that those fans over there, very passionate. But I'm just not. I'm just not sure they can get the job done against against Perth. Either even though, I think it'll be a bit of a, a a new era for the Wildcats with their new coach Scott Morrison, and it may take some time. All right, time's up there. Perfect. Phoenix and the Breakers next, Hammer. Well, I've gone for Phoenix. Uh, I think they're going to be a top four team. They're a little bit more mature. They've had this nucleus together now for a season. And I think Ryan Brockoff is going to be the most improved player in the competition. Not because he's coming from a low level, but last year he had no preseason, hadn't played in the NBA for a long period of time. I think he's going to dominate. Great teammate and he's a star. I think they'll be too strong. He was good in their last preseason game against Melbourne. Now, Derek, coming back to you, Adelaide are hosting the Illawarra Hawks. Do you think they'll bounce back from their first game against Perth? Wow, I get the first tough one of the week. Joe, I don't know. <laughs> I think Adelaide, look, they will have played and lost in Perth. I agree with Matt there. But look, I think they're going to bounce back strong. They played pretty well in the, in the preseason blitz tournament, although I don't put a lot of I don't give a lot of merit to that event, but I think in front of their home crowd, they won't want to go 0-2. I don't think Illawarra are, are going to quite have it all together. So I got I got Adelaide winning this one by about seven, Joe. Okay, Hammer, you're not happy with that one at all. Um, Maddie, I'm coming to you now. A mm. massive game on Sunday. Huge. Sydney against Melbourne United. <sighs> Who's winning? I'm going to stir Shane up here and we'll get a bit of banter going. I honestly think Melbourne United can can do this. I think it can be a bit of an ambush. I think there'll be a lot of excitement around an the An ambush? Yeah, I think Dean Vickerman will have his charges locked in on this. And I think there's been a lot of hype around the Kings. 
they're supposed to be championship favourites, according to some pundits. And I think Melbourne United, their experience, I know they've lost a lot of players, the Landale and the Hobsons, but I think Golding, I think Delavadova is going to be a, um, a real find. Okay, he's not going to potentially score your big points, but I think his assist work and his uh, leadership, and, and I think... Um, I think United can get the job done, particularly with the Kings um, missing um, a few players with, on the injury list. All right, there you Shane's go. not agreeing. Controversial, all good. Hammer. <laughs> Thoughts? No I, no, I think the Kings will be too strong, but I agree with everything you're saying about Matthew Dalvadova. He's just mm. a culture guy. He's tough. His defensive work's going to be exceptional, but uh, I still think the Kings are probably going to be a little bit too strong in front of about 12,000 people. All right, final game of the season, the Wildcats and Cairns. Do I well, even need to bother asking you? No, no, you don't. Well, let's just move on. No, I think... Um, Perth are going to be too strong. Big, big crowd. Vocal crowd. They're going to be excited uh, for the NBL season to, to happen. And I think Bryce Cotton's a superstar. He's going to make things happen. I think Victor Law, uh, as you said, Matt's going to be a great pickup for them. They're going to be too strong. Cairns are going to find it difficult to win too many games on the road, full stop, let alone win at this stage of the season. They'll be pumped. All right, there you go. We'll put the tips up on socials throughout the week as well, and we'll keep tabs throughout the season. Yes, see, we will. We will how, keep tabs, Joe. For points made, D-Ruck is still with us as well. Now, I want to ask you guys about the Warriors. They're 18-2 and two on the season. That is just incredible. Clay Thompson is heading to the G League as he sort of begins his return back to the Warriors NBA side. My question is, and Derek, I'll come to you first, are you concerned at all that by putting him into that team, it's sort of messing with the, the vibe that they've got at the moment because they seem unstoppable? Yeah, they look great, don't they, Joe? And I'm not too worried about Clay Thompson returning back into the Warriors lineup. I don't think he'll return as a starter. I think that may be a concern. But if he's going to be used sparingly and smartly coming off the bench, he's such a low-maintenance offensive weapon that I don't think it's going to be disruptive at all. Now, look, there's some guys that are getting some shine right now, like Poole. Um, uh, Wiggins is playing very good basketball. They've been getting contributions from a number of guys. Those players have to realize that they're going to lose a few minutes and probably lose some opportunities. But as long as number 30 is running around out there, Shane, everything is going to be just fine. And you know there's nothing like bringing a low-maintenance scorer like Clay Thompson back into the lineup, and they can just sail on with no problems. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they'll take half a step backwards when he first comes because you've got to make some adjustments. Those guys that are in rhythm right now understand their roles. They really are rolling, but they will have to adjust with a superstar coming back in. The point you make, I think, is valid. He's low maintenance. I think he had 60 points on like less than 10 dribbles or some crazy yeah. thing like that. So he doesn't dribble a ball and, and take a lot of usage, but we know he's deadly. He's going to take some time, though. You can't sit out this long um, and then just come on and, and expect to be able to hit the ground running. I think going through the G League's good, uh, and they'll find a way to be able to uh, implement it pretty well. What do you mean by half a step back, though? You're kind of waffling here. I'm not sure if you're down with me or if you're not down with me. Or do you think they're no. going to lose games as a result of Clay Yeah, I do. I, I think they'll really? be half a step back. I think that um, it'll take a little bit of an adjustment, but in the bigger picture, then he's critical if they're going to win that championship. So those guys that are rolling at the moment might be better in the short term, just until he finds his feet. It's going to take a little bit of time for him before he can consistently make the sort of shots that he was making before he sat out this long period of time. But some of this is going to come down to Steve Kerr and how he plays it, okay? Because if I'm coach, 
I'm, I want to keep winning. Do you think he's willing to salvage some games, some certain wins just to get Clay extra burn? I don't think he'll be willing to. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the uh, delicate sort of integration yeah. of him coming back into the lineup. I don't think there'll be any problem with egos. Those guys that are doing really well now know that Clay Thompson's coming back. That's only a matter of time. It's just how he balances, how much court time at the start. You know, we know that, you know, give him 20 games or something and he's going to be back to where he was was just you know, such a weapon. It's a daunting prospect thinking about the Warriors as they are now, adding Clay into the mix. Now, guys, we'll move on. I want to ask you about the NBL Blitz. It's obviously just wrapped up. We're heading into the first round of the season. Are there any sort of key takeaways that you saw out of those games that can perhaps help you sort of predict or, or see into how we see the season coming ahead? Well, for me, not so much. I, I think it's best for imports to have these sort of games, particularly new imports, because they're wanting to know their teammates, getting an understanding of the way the game is refereed and they get to understand the lay of the land. I think it's good for someone like CJ Bruton to come in and he hasn't coached as a head coach in the NBL before, gets to know his players, they build some sort of confidence. So I think that's good. But I don't think you can write teams off now either or learn much more than what I just said. So I think there's a lot more to learn in the first six games of the season as we start to see this thing unfold. I kind of agree. I think it is very important for individuals. So what you alluded to there, like a coach like CJ Bruton, he's finding his feet because he came in late. He's learning his players and so forth. I think it's very important for your star players to find their way. So a guy like Nathan Sobey, I think it's important that he play well. Bryce Cotton, I thought he needed to play well and was a little bit off his game in the blitz. Um, so if, you're, if your top players are playing well coming out of the blitz, that's important for your team, Shane. And so I don't know that a team's results, like I wouldn't put any, I, would, I don't put any weight on the bullets playing well at the blitz as a team. I don't put any weight on Adelaide playing well as a team. I want to see if their key players are playing well because I think in basketball, that's most important. And I think the other thing is that coaches aren't giving you everything that they're going to use in game one. Yeah. They're not just setting it up for the other teams to be able to scout them. So they're giving a skeleton view of what their systems are and the way they want to play. There's got to be an element of surprise when tip-off happens this weekend. But there are teams like the Jack Jumpers need to be going after. Sorry, Joe. Teams like the Jack Jumpers and the Taipans, they need to be trying to win everything. Absolutely. I was just going to ask very quickly before we wrap things up, is there one player in particular that you're looking forward to seeing this season? For me, I really want to see, well, I mean, I'm a bit biased because I worked with him up here, but I want to see Isaiah Moss, who was struck down by a hamstring injury um, and wasn't able to partake in the blitz. But Shane, he is a high-level shooter. Not sure I've seen as fine a shooter in the NBL in the past 10 to 15 years, so I'm really keen to see him get out there and show what he can do. I want to see Angus Glover, you know, like mm -hmm. with what he's gone through and the persistence and the mental toughness to be able to stay with it after knee reconstructions and seeing how tough and athletic he looks right now and the opportunities he's going to get for the Sydney Kings. I think it's going to be exciting. And Cannot of course, wait. Ready to see, Joe, you're ready to see Chris Golding, right? Yeah, I love Chris. Can't wait to see him out there. He had an absolute killer game against the Phoenix yesterday. Loved it. Whoop. <laughs> All right, that is points made. Thanks to Bet with Joel Hammer. What do we got? Joel, Bet have anything for you this week? He, he does. Uh, he's going with the Pacers plus four and a half. They're going to bounce back against the uh, Timberwolves. So that's a late mail from uh, our man Joel. Beautiful. All righty. 
Wrapping things up, Derek, thank you to you. <laughs> Go away. Um, thank you to all our sponsors, as always. TCL2K, Bet With Joel. You can watch us across all the News Corp platforms, across KO and Twitch as well. We'll see you guys next week. This is a co-production by News Corp Australia and Closer Sports.